0: Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Today, we wanted to cover most of Chapter 2. Uh, and, and when we get to the last part of Chapter 2, it's, it's, uh, I decided that what we wanted to do was to expand just a little bit uh, because I was going to do, do six messages. And then I decided that, we, we we might need to do seven messages. So I was praying about it, and, um, and I think we're going to do seven messages. Uh, and it's based on the last part of chapter 2. So let's jump into chapter 2, verse 1. It's talking about uh, here false prophets, false teachers, and it's denouncing them. Uh, Peter was denouncing these false teachers, these false prophets and meaning that that he's going to tell them that, look, this is not right, this is not true, Uh, and he's going to do it publicly. He was doing it publicly, letting them know that. And so so that's what we want to realize and come into is that he's saying here that false prophets also rose among the people just as just as <laughs> there will also be false teachers among you now that is a rude awakening for of course elders and for the congregation because we know that also uh Paul has said to the to the elders of the church of Ephesus that that you know you're going to have people that's going to rise up among you that's going to that's gonna really try to scatter the sheep. That is not a good thing. That is not a, uh, a, a wonderful thing. It's not, a, uh, it's not something that, that elders want to hear because a lot of times you say, well, my goodness gracious, we have to be on the watch out for all of this all the time, and we do. We have to be watching out for people who are coming in and people who will rise up among us. It says to the church of Paul. saying to the church of Ephesus. People are going to come in. And people are going to rise up among you. And now Peter is saying. Some of the same thing is that. False teachers. There will be false teachers. Among you. Now here are some of the characteristics. Of these false teachers. Of some of their conduct. One is. It says, who will secretly, so it's not going to be something that's done uh, out in the open, but secretly, they're going to introduce destructive heresies, it says. And you say, wow, secretly. How are we going to know then if they're doing it secretly? Well, we want to have such communication, and we want to have such uh, teaching in this particular body that, Anything that somebody try to do secretly, you're going to be making it known because you are going to know what the Word of God says. And so as you know what the Word of God says, somebody try to secretly tell you something that's out of the hearing of the, of the elders and the leaders here, you're going to say, well, oh, my goodness gracious. No, no, no. And you're going to let the elders know, hey, look, this is this is going on. This is being said. Secretly, but I want to let you know that this is going on, and we'll deal with it. Because we don't want anything done to destroy the congregation, destroy God's sheep. We don't want nothing going on doing that. And the only way you're going to know there's a heresy is that you know the Word of God. If you don't know the Word of God, you don't know it's a heresy. You're going to think, it's, oh, that sounds really good. Well, listen to what, 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 what else is going on here. It says that even denying the master who bought them. Now, who's it talking about? Who, who bought us with his precious blood? Jesus. And it says that, that they're going to deny even the master who bought them. Bringing swift destruction upon themselves, so they're gonna they're gonna really deny Jesus Christ. Now I don't know anybody in this body, and we've been teaching, (laughs) I've been teaching the Word of God here for uh, twenty years, over twenty years, really. uh, But from this and others uh, because we've been at lo- on other locations for this September to be 20 years it's no way you're going to tell me that you're going to buy into somebody secretly telling you and denying our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ there's no way there's no way It's no way that you're going to you're going to make me believe there's somebody going to be able to introduce some destructive heresy in this body. As much as we teach this word of God, I, I don't believe. it. As much as we tell you that and been encouraging you, you have to be a student of this word. You got to have some quiet time. You got to have some devotional time. You're going to have to read this word of God. Because it's written for each of us. you got to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Not just me, not just the elders. You have to. And so, I don't know how that can happen here. But it says that it was going on. And it's going to go on. Then it says, listen to this now. Verse 2. Many, I can't believe that. I can't believe that. Many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, meaning the false teachers, the way of the truth will be maligned. It's going to be injuriously talked about. It's going to be misleading. It's going to be some false reports about the way of the truth. And many are going to follow it. Now you got to believe, you got to say, well, what in the world were they even saved? What in the world was going on that Peter is telling them about this stuff? Let me read you something that I came across that uh, from uh, one of the commentaries I have. It says that, and in, in speaking of, of that verse 2, it, it says that uh, this bishop, now I, 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 I'll just read you the commentary on, on verse 2. It says, Peter predicts that, they will attract a large following. Because I say it a minute, right? They do this by scuttering the, the biblical standards of morality and encouraging the indulgence of the flesh. And it says here are two examples. So this commentary will give me two examples. It says Anglican, Anglican Bishop John A.T. Robinson whoever he is, wrote nothing can be Nothing can of itself always be labeled as wrong that's what that's what that's what now this bishop is saying. Nothing can of itself now always be labeled as wrong. One cannot for instance start from the position sex relations before marriage or let's say divorce are wrong or sinful. In themselves. They may be in 99 cases or even 100 cases out of 100, but they are not intrinsically so, for their only intrinsic evil is lack of love. Now, that might sound good. That might sound, well, that makes sense. Let me tell you, that's heresy. We know what the Bible says. There's no way you're going to tell me that sex outside marriage is intrinsically, is not intrinsically wrong. It is sin. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's sin. Now, you say, divorce is not really intrinsically wrong. Let me tell you, divorce is unbiblical. I'm telling you. Now, will God forgive us of sex outside marriage? Can, can, can you repent? Or can you say, once I have sex outside of marriage, I'm doomed for life? No. You can repent. If if I've had a divorce, I can repent. Is that right? God forgives me, is that correct? He'll forgive me. But don't tell me that sex outside of marriage is okay. Don't tell me that divorce is okay. I know what the Bible says. I know we, we have plenty of divorce people in there, so don't 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 even you know my teaching. I teach the word of God. Okay, so let's let's look at another case what it says. In the book called this this is a book. It's the name of the book is Call to Responsible Freedom. That even doesn't, doesn't sound too good there. Yeah. <laughs> now it's published by the National Council of Churches. When I saw that I said, What? It's a Young people are counseled, this is, this is published by the National Council of Churches now, in the personal, individual sense, then what justifies and sanctifies sexuality is not the external marital stali- status of the people before the law, but rather what they feel toward each other in their hearts. Measured in such a way, holding hands can be very wrong indeed, while intimate sex play can be right and good. That's heresy. Do you hear what I'm saying? Now this is by, this is the, they said this book is published by the National Council of, of churches, now I wonder what church, churches these are. I wonder, you know. And I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it, cause I say, I couldn't. I, I, it's hard for me to ever think a national council of churches going to publish something that states something that ignorant. But it, but that's what they said. When, when I went to Uganda uh, with John Guest, and way back in the in, uh, late 80s, early 90s, well, I went as an Anglic- Anglican uh, priest with, with George Jones and, and whatnot, and I had all my calling and everything. They'll were, they were say, hey, Father, how hey, you Father? And all that stuff. Well, they brought us there. John Guest uh, brought us there because the, the people in Uganda wanted to get the Anglican priests saved because they believed that they were lost because of what they were teaching. And when I read this, I said, Oh my! oh my! I can't believe any bishop is going to teach a congregation stuff like that, but these we're talking about heresies now, right? We're talking about what he was saying here, and I know that someone told me that. I, I mean, I know that somebody told me that Jesus Christ, they believe, and they want to teach that Jesus Christ has already come the second time. And I said, "What?" They said, "Yeah, he's already come." And that's what I—that's what I—that's what I teach. I said, "Not here, not here." Not here. This is what I believe. Then we have a, we have a difference of, of beliefs. I say yes, we do. Then, because I don't believe Jesus Christ has come back for the second time. I know He will come back for the second time, but He hasn't already come. People believe all sorts of stuff. I know that somebody told me that. I don't believe that Jesus Christ is God. I believe there's one God. I said, I believe there's one God. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, but not God. So I, I believe that the Father is God, but not Jesus Christ, not the Holy Spirit. I said, well, we, di- we differ. Because I know that Jesus is God. I know the Holy Spirit is God. I know that the Father is God. There's God in three persons, but, I, you know, you know <laughs> I believe in the Trinity. So people go, might tell you when, when you invite them to their house or when they're talking, they might invite you out to lunch. They might, they might tell you some of anything. But don't you believe anything. You believe the word of God. You believe the word of God. And you have to know the word of God so well that it becomes like a a sifter. The old-fashioned sifters that you, uh, like my aunt, Used to sift flour. You put the flour in this little thing and you turn the handle or you shake it and the flour will come out and the lumps will stay in it. Some of you are young enough to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> now they have... Uh, Flower that you don't have to do all that to. But back then you did. But your mind has to be so full of this word of God that when somebody says something and it's against this word, it gets caught in the sifter. And you say, hmm. I mean, a flag goes up, red flag, not a yellow, red flag goes up. Red flag goes up. But if you don't know the word of God, people can tell you some anything, and and it sounds like that makes sense. It has to, if in verse two it says, many will that's what Peter is telling them many will follow their sensuality. And because of them, the way of the truth will be maligned. And in their greed, verse 3 says, they will exploit you with false words. Their judgment from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. That's what Peter said. Now, you say, well, how does verse chapter 2 fit in with chapter 1 because he was saying a lot of good stuff in chapter 1, but in chapter 2 this is kind of hard stuff. Well, they're the same really. You remember chapter 1, he says he wants them to make their election and their calling sure. And how do you do that? He said he want to add to your faith knowledge, to your knowledge, self-control, to your self-control. He, you know, he named all those things that you need to, you need to be about doing. You, we need to be progressing in our Christian walk. We don't need to be stagnant, he's saying. That's how you do this thing. And he's, he talked to him about, hey, you know, you got precious promises that uh, you can be partakers of the divine nature. All that was in, in, in chapter 1. But then he says that in chapter 2, He's, he wants them the same way. He wants them to make their election, and they're calling sure. But now, instead of talking positively, he's talking negatively. He's not being uh, negative about them, but he's saying that, look, here's a positive end, but here's a negative way, reason. You got to make your election, your calling sure, because if you don't, You're going to be taken in by these false teachers, these false prophets, and I don't want you to fall into these destructive heresies. That's what he's just trying to say. Their condemnation in verse 4, he says, For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell, and committed them to pits of darkness reserved for judgment. Now You can read that in Jude 6. Uh, you know, he's done that. They're there. They're not going anywhere. It says, if God did that to them, and did not spare the ancient world, but p- preserved Noah, a preacher of righteousness, with seven others, who were the seven? His wife, three sons, and their wives. So, eight people. And it says, when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly, he didn't spare the ancient world. And if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, to destruction by reducing them to ashes having made them an example to those who would live ungodly lives thereafter so regardless of of what you know the government will try to tell you regardless of what they say in modern days you know, equality is this, regardless of what people are trying to do in America. Don't you believe it? Don't fall into the to the sin of well, that makes sense. Equality, yeah, equality. We need equality because you know we we're, we're a nation of of equality. We we want. Blacks and whites to be equal. We want, you know, the old and the young to be equal. We want everybody to be equal. Well, if you want to get married to a man, the man men can marry men, women can marry women. That makes sense. And somebody said, Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Let me tell you. If 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 government trying to make you do that, don't you know that we don't want America to be like Solomon Gomorrah, do we? Do you believe that, that, that That he will, he is saying that if he did not spare the angels, if he he didn't spare the angel world, if he did not spare Sodom and Gomorrah for their sin, what do you think? Why do you think he's going to spare us or or America or anybody else? It's not going to happen. I don't care how much we believe that it's okay, sin is never okay. And the only way we know what sin is, is we know what God says. The only way. Y- you can't know what sin is because I believe. Who cares what you believe? Really. I don't care what I believe. I care what God believes. I care what God believes. I have an opinion just like you have an opinion. All of us have co- Opinions. All God's children have opinions. We got opinions. But our opinions mean nothing. What matters is the word of God. Okay? Then it says here uh, in verse 7, And if he rescued righteous Lot, I know some of you thought Lot wasn't righteous, but it says righteous Lot, oppressed by sensual, the sensual conduct of unprincipled men, then it has a parenthesis here, it says, for by what he saw and heard, that righteous man, while living among them, felt his righteous soul tormented, the King James might say, vexed, day after day by their lawless deeds, Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from temptation and to keep the unrighteous under punishment for the day of judgment. In other words, he's saying, this is what he's saying to me now, what he's saying is is that God's not going to spare anybody in their sin. And sinning. What you want to do is have a heart after sensuality. You want to have a heart of sin. You want to just keep doing what you think is okay to do. God says, if you're sinning, you're not going to be spared. But I don't care what happens in America, I don't care what happens in your city, in Lynchburg, I don't care what happened in your household. God knows how to rescue the righteous. If he can keep Lot in the midst of Sodom and Gomorrah, he can keep us in the midst of America. No matter who has control, Democrats, Republicans, you know, whoever. all we... Are responsible. We're responsible to find out what we're supposed to do. Who is who? What what platforms people on? What they believe? And vote for those that stand mostly for the Word of God, knowing that neither none of them do. Totally. Do you hear what I'm saying? But some might have a little bit better. We might not go down the tube as quick. <laughs> you know, if, if some, if you like some. Uh, but none of Jesus Christ. None. But we vote, don't we? Yes, we vote. Don't we vote? Yes, we vote. We vote. We vote. We vote. Okay. God knows how to keep us. The Righteous. And he knows how to keep the unrighteous too for the day of judgment. That's what he's saying. I said, okay, God. Your mom says, no temptation is taking you as much as such. It's common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow us to be tempted above which we are able, but will with the temptation make a way for us to escape. We may be able to bear upon ourselves. God can keep us. Their characteristics, verse 10, it says, And especially those who indulge the flesh in its corrupt desires and despise authority. So they had two characteristics here, these false teachers, these false prophets. What they are doing is they were teaching indulging the flesh in its corrupt desires because this flesh is no good thing in this flesh. That's what the Bible says now. So if you think my flesh is, my flesh, I, I just go by my flesh. Whatever my flesh wants, I give it to them. I give my flesh what it wants. Man, wh- don't you ever do that. Don't you ever okay. do that. You know? No good thing in the flesh. And, and they, they were, it says, they were teaching, indulging the flesh. And also they were despising authority. Do not despise despise authority because all authority is from God. That's what the Bible says. All authority is from God. Now it doesn't mean that all authority is right, but it means all authority is from God. God set up a uh, system where you have authority, so don't despise authority. Was your was your parents? If you're a teen here, all teens supposed to be in a class. Uh, but, but don't despise authority. Now, you have to, uh, and, and that, that was in, that's in the Bible also, uh, you don't want to talk about your authority figures. You don't want to do that. Uh, because that, that way you'll you bring, uh, open the door to the enemy. We don't want to open the door to the enemy in our lives. We don't want to do that. Okay? That's what, but they were doing that. Daring. They were bold. They were self-willed. They do what they want to do. They do not tremble when they revile angelic majesties. Verse 11. Whereas angels who are greater in might and power do not bring a reviling uh, judgment against them before the Lord. But these, like unreasoning animals, born as creatures of instinct, be captured and killed, reviling where they have no knowledge, will in the destruction of those creatures also be destroyed. So it's telling that these false teachers are gonna be destroyed. Suffering wrong as the wages of doing wrong. They count it a pleasure to revel in the daytime. They are stains and blemishes, reveling in their deceptions as they carouse with you, having eyes full of adultery that never cease from sin. And these are false teachers now who are secretly trying to get people to believe that it's okay to sin, it's okay to sin. A little sin never hurt anybody. Then they might use a scripture. God said do all things in moderation. You know, Satan 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 he does a he he, he give you a scripture, doesn't he? He does. He'll tell Jesus, you know, won't you jump down from this place you know? God said he'll give his angels charge over you. There you they'll bury you up in their hands. See Satan will tell you. All things in moderation. God said all things are all things are lawful. You remember God said that? All things are lawful. What not you do it in moderation? All things are not lawful. Let me tell you. All things are not lawful. You say, well, wait a minute. That's against the word. The word says all things are lawful. Well, the context of that is not what you think it is. He wasn't saying all things are lawful. Really. That's what they were saying to him. He's. He's he's like it's like cynical statement. All things are lawful. But not but he says but then he says, But all things are not profitable. You gotta read the word without tenant glasses on. Can okay, now let's let's finish reading here. Fifteen, verse fifteen. Forsaken the right way, they have gone astray having followed the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. You can read about that. Um, but he received a rebuke from his own tran- for his own transgression for a for a mute or uh, donkey, speaking with a voice of a man, restrained the madness of the prophet. And that's what it says. Then it says, These are springs without water and mist driven by storm. In other words, they, 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 they promise to bring something because you, if you're going to go to a spring, you're going to a spring for some water. But they are springs without water, they are mist driven by storm. You won't rain, there's not no rain coming, it's just a mist, driven by storm, for whom the black darkness had been reserved. And he's getting on these false prophets, these false teachers. For speaking out arrogant words of vanity, they entice by fleshly desires. How they gonna, How they going to entice? By fleshly desires, by sensuality, these who, those who barely escape from the ones who live in error. So you got you got people like I'm in, in, in that that maybe given them light. They, they they they've they've come into the church. They barely escape, and they they want they are coming to be taught what is it they're supposed to do. They barely escape. And then these false teachers are trying to entice them with fleshly desires. Promising them, verse 19 says, freedom while they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by what a man is overcome, by this he is enslaved. Now, on this, Verse 20, 21, 22. Let me just read it. For it, verse 20, for if, after they have escaped the defilements of the world by the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and are overcome. The last state has become worse for them than the first. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness, than having known it to turn away from the holy commandment handed on to them. It has happened to them, according to the true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit. Talking about you know, Old Testament, and a sow at the washing returns to wallering in the mind that's chapter two now uh, I thought it to be profitable for us to take verse 20 21 22 by itself and expound on it a little bit uh, next week that's what I wanted to do. Uh, because I know that there are many people who say they are Christians in the world in Lynchburg that you meet. Because you're supposed to be trying to witness to people in your workplaces, and, and you're trying to be a witness as well as a witness. And, uh, you know, you, you ask them, are you a Christian? And they say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Uh and you know that their lifestyle doesn't match up with what they say. And here is saying that these false teachers, are they saved and lost their salvation? Are they not saved? Never been saved? Think like they're saved? Because there are other verses in the Bible too. That uh, kind of, you know, you, you, you know, we read one last week, and you said, "Woo! Surely, surely they were saved and lost their salvation." And then somebody else said, "No, they weren't saved at all. How can they do all those things, miracles and stuff? They weren't even saved." Well. I wanted to just, to, to, to just talk a little bit about that so that at least we will have some idea of who's saved, who's not saved. What does the word of God say about this thing? What does the word of God say about this thing? Now, we don't want to be uh, inspectors of salvation. Going around inspecting and saying, I don't believe you're saved. I don't believe you're saved. You know, I don't believe you're saved either, you know. Well, maybe none of us are saved, you know. <laughs> We're supposed to be fruit inspectors. <laughs> you know about by the fruit. But, um, but uh, I, just, uh, well I could teach about two or three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'll do a se- series on that um, and go over some of the scriptures. But uh, I just want to touch upon it before I go on vacation and, and kinda hit it. And we we got chapter three here to, to hit, of course. That was what I was gonna end up next week with chapter three. And then when I got to that and I know I've been asked questions like that from from people before. I said, Well this is a good opportunity maybe to just hit upon this just a little mm-hmm. bit, uh, what God says. Now Peter has already said some things already in, in chapter 1. He said some, some things already, uh, but it's all the way through the Bible in New Testament. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit next week. Is that okay? We'll talk a little bit about that. And you don't have to agree with me, whatever I say, but you do have to agree with the word of God, whatever it says. And that's what we're going to talk about, what it says next week.